Uh, just the facts, Larry, as yes. we enter our second hour here. It's 9 a.m. on the West Coast. If you're watching us live, thank you very much. Please hit like. Please hit subscribe. Both of our channels are offering memberships. That's a nice way to support what Larry and I are doing through the holidays. We'd certainly appreciate it. You could be anywhere this morning. You could still be in bed, but you're up and you're watching us, and we really do appreciate that. Thank you to even the trolls. It's great to have you here. It really <laughs> is. Um, just the facts, Larry. And again, this is going to sound like bright spots, and maybe we're looking for some bright spots here, but here are the facts. The 49ers defense recorded its first safety since 2018. Even that sort of comes with an asterisk because, boy, that back judge got trucked by Lamar. You know, I mean, that that that's just an awkward situation for him to be in. Uh, Lamar trips over an official for the 49ers first safety since 2018. Um, once again, this defense held an opposing offense without a 100-yard rusher. That's 42 straight games. That's the second longest streak in the NFL in 23 years. That's good. Um, one of the more embarrassing stats I think you can attach to any single NFL team. Larry, did you know that the Chicago Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passer? Never. In their franchise's history, they've never had one. They've won a Super Bowl with Jim McMahon, and that's the high-water mark? I mean, I can think of you know, Cade McNown and all these guys. Oh, I mean, there was a minute there that Peter Tom Willis thought that he was going to be the uh, answer to all things. And Jim Harbaugh remains one of the best quarterbacks. Jay Cutler is statistically Mike one of the Thompson. best quarterbacks in, uh, in, yeah. And, and let's not talk about, uh, you know, Craig Krenzel and his uh, mechanical engineering major out of Ohio State, for goodness sakes. Anyway, Brian Bashnagel, or no, he meant I've been a quarterback, but I remember he was a, bear name from the past so the chicago bears have never had a four thousand yard passer now it feels like for many people in football history the 49ers basically reinvented the modern pass you know the west coast offense and you had all those great quarterbacks uh, you know montana and young guess what in the history of the 49ers brock purdy last night became only the third 4,000-yard passer in franchise history. Wow. And Joe Montana is not one of them. It's Steve Young and Jeff Garcia. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, he got close in 2019. He was 22 yards shy of a 4,000-yard season. But Purdy should finish this season with the most passing yards in a single season in franchise history. He needs 120 passing yards to pass Steve Young for second and 228 over his next two games to pass Jeff Garcia for first on the all-time list. So as bad as a night as it was for Brock Purdy, he is still having a season that will probably have left him as the number one single-season passing leader in 49ers franchise history. If you want to say, well, he gets an extra game to do that, you're correct. That That is happening as well. Uh, Purdy's 4,050 passing yards, the third most ever by a 49ers quarterback in a single season. And George Kittle, who had a really good first quarter last night, he had 91 receiving yards at the end of the first quarter. He finished with 126. It's the 17th game of George Kittle's career with more than 100 receiving yards. That ties him for third on the franchise's all-time did-you-have-100-yards receiving list. Terrell Owens is in front of him with 25, and Jerry Rice has 66 such games. 
But I mean, yes, 66 games, 66 games. And second place is T.O. with 25. Wow. And, and But Kittle is now third place all to himself with 17. George Kittle has had a prolific career with the 49ers. He truly has. He can disappear at times. He can be evaluated as a blocker, as much as a pass catcher. And he's right to be evaluated as such because he's outstanding at that. Um, but George Kittle is having a hell of a career for the 49ers. Again, there are facts that are bright spots when you look at the entirety of the season that we're looking at, but it's hard to extract any bright spots from a game in which the Niners turned the ball over five times. They got beat in all three phases, which sounds like an outcoached game, yet they still outpassed, out average yards per played, outran this team. I mean, without five turnovers, the 49ers win that game last night, Larry, which is the dumbest, most empty statement you could possibly say, but it's the truth. Without five turnovers, I think the Niners would have won last night, but they turned the ball over five times. So, by the way, in, in, here's, here's another stat that needs to be in just the facts. According to NFL next generate next gen stats, Baltimore's defense combined for 39 pressures. Thirty-nine pressures, resulting in four sacks of Purdy and Darnold. Clowney himself, you mentioned Clowney. He had seven by himself. That's thirty-nine pressures on forty-six overall dropbacks from the Niners quarterback last night. I mean, so that's I mean, there were so you're telling me there's you know just a handful of clean pockets all night long. That's not Niners good. old line got whipped. Let's, they let's be honest. We can talk about we we you know we really need to say that um, the Niner O line, whether it was before the injuries even happened, the Niner O line got whipped. They were getting worked, and Matabuke was just pushing dudes. Yeah, he's Very he's fast. really really good. Uh, uh, Larry, I see that you have a long drive ahead of you this afternoon, which means it's probably time for us to hop into some of the, the chats and the super chats that you've starred and, and reserved for this part of the show. Let me also say this. If the Niners came in with a wrong game plan last night or a game plan that you didn't like, Larry, and they abandoned the run too quickly, you know, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. Todd Munkin, who is the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, who was a guy who was calling offensive plays for Georgia and Kirby Smart for the last couple of years, I'm not going to say it was like a coming out party for him, but the Ravens did offensively what they needed to do to win that game. And I thought he called a really good game and he, he used his, his chess piece that is Lamar Jackson in a perfect way. So uh very good night for the Ravens. No denying it. Very bad night for the 49ers. And there's no denying that they still could be the one seed. And there's no denying that either. So there you go. Those yeah. are the facts. Those are the facts of a crap football game played by the Niners on Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Merry Christmas, everybody. It was, and, you know, the, the unfortunate thing, it was a beautiful day. People were having a great time in the parking lot. Said hi to a lot of Niner fans in the parking lot. People were getting it in uh, in the parking lot. There were people tailgating all day. And it was a you know beautiful sunny day. It was a wonderful Christmas morning. We had a great Christmas Eve, and then just dog meat game, yeah. just a dog meat game. Yeah. I mean, I, this one, this one makes me laugh too. 
with words of wisdom. Without five turnovers, Ford Niners win. <laughs> he says equals if my ex didn't cheat on you, she, she would have been, been faithful. faithful. I'm not going to argue with you. Look, it sounded, it felt stupid <laughs> coming out of my mouth. It did. It felt stupid coming out of my mouth, but I said it anyways, because I also believe there's some truth to it. Just like she would have been faithful had she not cheated on you. That would have been true had the event not happened. What a weird night from a scoring standpoint. You want some weird scoregamis in this one? Yeah. Um, the, the, Larry, it was 2 nothing, 5 nothing, 5 to 3, 10 to 5, 13 to 5, 13 to 12, 16 to 12, 23 12, 18 seconds later, it's 30 to 12, 33 to 12, 33 19. Those are, if you had weird boxes going on, you, you weird boxes won last night. And the, what box did you have checked off on your, uh, uh, on your, you know, that's the way you gambled through that game with a group of people. If there was, if there was one thing, that I wanted to see in that game that I didn't see, obviously, other than the obvious no turnovers and a different outcome. If just looking into the box and, and looking at the at the way the game was played, the ball distribution and how everybody, how many runs, how many passes, who got the ball, who touched it. I, Debo Samuel had two carries. I would have loved in this game for Debo Samuel to have 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have loved to see the 49ers instead of instead of uh you know 46 passes and what was it 46 passes and 18 runs it would have been nice if you mixed in 10 more 10 more runs and 10 fewer passes I mean obviously they had to play from behind at the end and so you got to throw the ball they had to throw the ball that had a, had a lot to do with it but if there was one thing I wanted to see more of I wanted to see Debo with the ball in his hands running the ball at this Ravens D and we just didn't see it by the so, way words of wisdom had one of the funnier comments in my chat last night when he was like look it was a lousy day for the 49ers and I'm not in a good mood but I do want to tell you that I got a manscaped for Christmas and he's like my balls are so shiny right now at least I got that going for me oh Jesus it's and I, I asked I was like so you get a much- man so you get manscaped for Christmas, right? You get the special shaver for Christmas. Do you like run out of the room to try that and come back and tell everybody like, oh, my balls are great now. Or do you do it privately when you're in your own time? How quickly can you test out the manscaped? What's the appropriate amount of time before you're shaving your own balls once you get your manscaped? Should we discuss that instead of that? What's game? the advantage of having shaved balls? Ask your wife. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Honey, uh, quick question. Could you come over here? Um, by the way, she loved her uh, her her gift that you suggested for her. Plantar fasciitis brace. The plantar fasciitis brace. She wore it last night. She said that she felt a little bit better this morning. How, how many? How long did it take before it actually worked? I had massive change of how my foot felt within three nights of wearing it. Hopefully, it'll be that quickly for Amy too. Okay. I, I really it, that really helped, and the fact that she is feeling a little bit better right now is yeah. a really good sign. That's a yeah. really good sign. Because so, she says it really hurts the most in the morning. Yeah. When you get out of bed and you put your hot foot down for the first time and you're like, oh, that stings. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully it helps uh, her. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that recommendation. You made me a hero. A hero. On, here to help uh, I'm just here to make you look good, brother. Here seriously. To make you look good. Oh, I was so excited by that gift. I was like, oh, my God, honey. Guess this. Get this. There's, there's. There's help on the way. Damon suggested it. Um, and there's somebody in here. Who, where was this one that just got me? Uh, 
there's some some lady in here is taking me to task because I said the Ravens aren't that great. All I meant is their weapons aren't very good. Here it is. Rosie O'Donnell. She says, per Larry, Ravens are not a good team. The Ravens are not a good offensive team as far as those are not great offensive weapons. Keaton Mitchell was their best back. And I know you probably don't know football well enough to know the difference between a Gus Edwards, a Justice Hill, and a Keaton Edwards or Keaton Mitchell. But Gus Edwards is not a great running back. Justice Hill is not a great running back. And that's not going to change between now and Super Bowl Sunday. And these run these receivers they have, OBJ, Bateman, Aguilar, they're not great receivers. Well, so we'll see. We'll see come Super Bowl Sunday who's standing there. This is the I, I have my doubts the Ravens are going to be that team. This is the compliment to Lamar. He is the tide that lifts all boats in the harbor when it comes to the Ravens Harbor. Everyone plays better because of him. Now, that's what's held against Brock Purdy, right? Like Brock Purdy only plays well because of all the talent around him is the argument that everyone wants to make. Um, the talent around Brock Purdy, the system around Brock Purdy failed Brock as much as Brock failed the system. It was a collapse. It was a it was an offensive line nightmare. It was it was a bad game. I mean, it's well, just, I mean, no let's just there. let's just say this: there are a few quarterbacks in the league, Mahomes but he didn't do it this weekend. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar. And maybe that's about it. That can elevate a team that doesn't have the weapons. Like if you took all of Brock Purdy's weapons away from him, could he single-handedly elevate the team and say, jump aboard, I'm carrying you through through the game? I don't think so. No, He needs to have some combination of of a line and some weapons and a surrounding cast. Yeah, mo- most that most maybe that's the difference between maybe that's the difference between uh uh game changer and you know game manager. Maybe that's maybe these guys that wanted to say that just couldn't verbalize that. But well, Lamar basically did what Lamar did last night on the road to a very good 49er team with those weapons was worthy of the MVP in my opinion, in my opinion, um, I would definitely give it to Lamar. And if there was one thing that ha- for sure happened last night is that Brock basically said, no, I'm not the MVP. He had said it. And last night he showed it. Well, That's it. If you want to say he's a system quarterback, well, he should have ran the system a little bit more. He should have managed that game a little bit better. You know, a, a lack of game management is what did in the 49ers last night. But lack I don't know. Commitment to the run, maybe early on. They yeah, should have committed and, and, and to the run when it was working. I don't know if if it's necessarily, you know, Brock's fault that his offensive line is failing him. And, and it, one of the things that I thought, okay, right, that's a bad harbinger, is the only other time I saw Brock getting passes batted down at the line of scrimmage was basically in that Cleveland game. And when it looked like it was happening early and then it happened a couple times, it just, uh, that was rough. The Ravens defense whipped the Niner offensive line. Um, and still the Niners came away with some some big, big plays, but wasn't enough. All right, let's hit the star chats, of which there are 17 or 18 here. Here we go. All right, let's get in. 
Lyle Bolliard says, it just kills me why the Niners get away from the run. CMC was running well. Should have pounded the ball down their throat. Let Mason run the ball, too. I agree. I agree. If there's one thing with Kyle Shanahan, at times, he lacks patience. And if you want to go back and say a theme to Kyle Shanahan's losses in some of the biggest games is they didn't run the ball enough. And look, the Ravens are one of the ultimate, and John Harbaugh is one of the ultimate. If you get too cute, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you on that. If you get yeah. too cute against me, I'll make you pay for that. And I don't even know if the Niners got too cute. They just turned the ball over way too many times. But it yeah, they Kyle went away from something that was working that the numbers, like you said, the Warren Sharp piece said would work. And maybe he wants to show you how clever of a coach he is, or I just think that he believes that balance is what he's seeking and he doesn't want to determine, he doesn't want to lean too far into any one aspect. And there are times when I just think you need to lean into something that's working. When you have Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Mason, you've got three real runners there. Run the ball. Run the ball. Um, all right. 69ers. Thank you. Says Lamar isn't good in the playoffs. Super Bowl is still open. Yeah, exactly. Lamar's got one playoff win in four tries. Right. By the so, way, playoff not game a lock that this Ravens team's going to the Super Bowl. If you think a regular season game is hard to win, wait until you see the playoffs. None of this is easy. Yeah. None of it. But I'll say this, there would be there have been losses in the past. Like give you an example. I mean, this is going way back. When the 85 Bears rolled into Candlestick and beat the Niners 26-10. When the game was over, I wasn't thinking, you know what? Get those guys again in the playoffs and it'll be a different story, man. No. That's not what I thought. Uh, <laughs> I thought this is their year. When I watched that last night, I wasn't thinking this is the Ravens' year, man. They're just they're crown them. No, I, I I feel like if there was a a round two of this, it would go differently. Uh, 69ers. Purdy has more playoff wins than Lamar. He does. Fact. Fact. How about that? Bobo. Why can't Kyle ever coach from behind? How about concern that, that, that is a concern will, that will continue to be a question that is legitimately asked and brought up that point until it happens. You know, Kyle's got to win one of these. I was trailing by eight points games. He has it. It is odd. It's weird. As good as the Niners have been under Kyle for that to be such an incomplete, a glaring incomplete. It's, it's impossible to explain away. It really is. I don't yeah, think it's one of those things. It's his coach. final frontier. Yeah, I, I, and I really thought maybe last night was going to be an example of the comeback, right? Because they were down, but it wasn't a lot. And then that third quarter happened, and it was like, oh man. Um, Baron Red, not a super, but I just had to read it. He says, "I'm kind of happy. Single women at bars on Christmas." There you go, Baron. There you go. He had some the blitz people, package at, <laughs> had the blitz people, package on Christmas. You, you know, you gotta you gotta win the battles you can win, right? There you go. Um, David E says, I'm a big Purdy fan, but I'm very concerned. Ernest, Ernest H has a Favre issue. Who's Ernest H concerned? Those interceptions were jawful or awful. 
Google Purdy's crazy college turnovers. All right. I know. We all know. Thank you. Uh, Casey Two Bears says, despite the stinker, Purdy's still with 112 passer rating and leading or second in a lot of offensive categories. Again, the worst thing is everyone trying to use the last game that they watched as a referendum on what this player is now. The immediacy, the immediacy bias is a major part, portion of what we do. Yes. I mean, right? I mean, seriously. Um, day, and, you know, as they say, you're only as good as your last show. You're only as good as your last game. Dale says, recognize that it's Brock that's bailing out our terrible O-line. He's had a spectacular year behind an unspectacular offensive line, for sure. If there's one message you should take from me away from this one is that win, lose, or draw on this season. The Niners are either going to win the Super Bowl or they're not. The offensive line is the theme of this offseason. Upgrading the offensive line in the offseason is not just on the to-do list. It's the freaking to-do list. And then get another corner. Yeah. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, another corner. If you get a chance, by the way, watch the national semi and watch this kid Latham for Bama. That's the guy. You could get that guy. Or if you watch Oregon State, I'm not sure if they've played in the bowl game yet, but uh, Taliesi, Fugisi, or whatever the tackle they have is just monster. Easy for you to say. (laughs) Check out uh, those two guys. I did a deep dive on the O tackles about a month ago. Those two guys stand out. Uh, David E. corrected. I'm a big Purdy fan. However, he is a did I read this one? Did I just read that? No, no, keep going. Okay. Have you seen the um, video of the, uh, uh, the corrected the crazy turnover? Big Purdy fan. However, he is a Farv issue. Have you guys seen the video compiling his game-changing crazy turnovers in college? You should Google it. Yeah, no, I have seen it. Have yeah, seen it. I've seen it too. And look, if you're the quarterback at Iowa State, you're officially in "I got to make shit happen" mode. Right. You know, right. if not me, no one. So. Yeah, he. Here's the thing. I would rather have a quarterback that you got to reel in than let out. By the way, Purdy's brother sounds like he may transfer from Nebraska to Cal. To Cal, yeah. How about that? That'd be interesting. Cal's already got a good young quarterback. That'd be a battle. Daniel Tate says the 49ers had five turnovers and won the NFC Championship in 1982. I think he. His brother's name is Chuba, or at least that's his nickname. Rock and Chuba. Chuba. There you go. Uh, what's it short for? I have no idea. And by the way, the Niners didn't win. It was that January of 82. Was that you mean the 81 season? So he's talking about the Dallas game. Five turnovers in the Dallas game. Is that true? Sound, I know there were three picks. The, in the, the catch two game? Fumbles. Yeah, five in that game. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I have to look that up. I would say no, but maybe he's looked it up. Flav in the house says nights like last night show exactly why a quarterback should be the MVP. Look at what it takes. Love CMC, but he doesn't have to worry about the ball being tipped ever. Purdy's job is so much harder. Kind of agree with that, actually. Uh, Joseph Ernberg, the defense tackling is crazy bad recently. Yeah, the, the, the tackling in the last month. Really, I mean, they had a couple good tackle games after tackling games after the bye, and then since then, it seems like it's gotten progressively worse. I mean, but I didn't think that last night was a bad night of tackling. I really didn't. Well, they have Lamar 
uh, twice that they should have at least had him and he got big plays. But yeah, I basically agree with you. It wasn't the last night was better than the Arizona game where they missed like 16 or 17. Steven Draper says pass happy play calls, then panic set in coaching. Okay. Duly noted. Flav in the house again says that Darnold hate. The Darnold hate is crazy. He looked pretty damn good last night for a guy that hasn't played in four months and doesn't have chemistry with these guys. He's not any worse than Jimmy. Great backup to have. Look, he he comported himself well. He completed a couple of passes, which is better than what we've seen when he didn't complete a, a bunch of passes, right? So, I mean, yes. He had the one, the one play that's just ridiculous, and the only reason I know it's ridiculous because I was I was honed in on the binoculars. I had a great angle. When he took the sack to get down back to the 12-yard line, there was a lane there, a big lane, and he should have ran it in, and he didn't. And so sometimes I look at that, and I'm like, hmm, that's... Not that uh, I'm not saying that I would have the courageousness to do it, so I don't want to judge him too harshly. But man, you're playing quarterback in the NFL, and you you score a touchdown there. You got a chance for the onside kick and a chance to tie it, and instead you drop back behind a line that's missing three starters and take a 12 yard sack. To me, that was a bad decision. He only had a split second to make it, but he should have just bolted right for the goal line and ran it in himself. And he made a business decision to just look for the pass behind a bad line and took a sack. Didn't like that. Um, Dale, maybe not have 10 penalties, of which half of them were on the defensive side of the ball, which gave the Ravens five free first downs. How about that fact? Yeah, no, it's true. Um, you know, it was another painful one was that drive where where they had, was it Ambry had the defensive hold? When they had uh, after Hargrave got a sack on the next play, Hargrave, I think, had a pass to pass down. Yeah, batted pass. And then it was a hold, a defensive hold on Ambry. Yeah. Uh, but I do like Ambry, and I think he's playing pretty well. By the way, the 49ers did lose three fumbles in that championship game. So five turnovers. Wow. Bobo, do Seven you think penalties, tra- they didn't have 10 penalties in that game? Yeah, but that's a lot of adversity for a young Joe Montana to overcome for sure. Against the against well, America's you what, team. You're gonna you're gonna want to bet you're gonna want to bet on that Montana kid. He's going places. Seriously. Uh I think I see a little something there. Bobo says, Do you think Trent Williams got that strip fumble? No. I no. thought he did, and he acted like he did. But you're he, saying you he you came saw up it on TV. The, but the vi- the same way that Ronnie Bell was down last week because his forearm was down, he was down. Craig, that ball rocked a little, but it didn't come out. I'll defer to you. Craig Frankie says the D played well uh, besides the one run from Lamar. Do you realize that was Lamar's longest run of the entire year? didn't feel like that long of a run either, but Great it was run. certainly consequential, and it changed the way that I think the Niners looked at him the rest of the night, they got caught in the middle a lot of times where they didn't know to get aggressive on the scramble or lay back and just defend these, the, these receivers and you get caught in the middle. And that's where a, a, a quarterback like Lamar gets you. Lamar doesn't have very many weapons and he made it happen last night. I, I got this morning. I have so much respect for Lamar. 
Yeah. I mean, I if 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 I was sitting to, sitting next to somebody who said, "Man, I missed the game. Give me a quick takeaway." I have so much respect for Lamar. And I, mean, I, I just and five he's smart. He's tough. He's fast. He's courageous. He's he's special. He's really special. Um, this just in. Uh, and I'm slow to the party. Some people already knew that about Lamar. Well, look, I needed last night to confirm that he's it. Overrated. Some people tell you that he's still, you know, he's not elite. He's very good. He's a, an incredible athlete, but he's not an elite. You'd want him. Every coach would need him quarterback. I mean, you you talk about a, a guy who's got a, a sick amount of raw physical talent. Lamar Jackson has that. He's also very much in a system that is built and tailored around him. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you can tell he's he's smart. You can see the intelligence. You can see the courageousness. Yeah. You know, he's, he's there, there's some bad men running around out there. You know, Dre Greenlaw's a bad man, but Lamar doesn't fear any of these guys. No. I mean, he just he doesn't fear getting starched. Uh, and you can see him, the processing. He makes good decisions. Ravens-Dolphins really on Sunday, Larry. Yeah, I, I like the Dolphins. That's what I'm saying. It's like these people that are like, "Oh my God, they only watch Niner football." They're like, well, I watched that that Ravens Rams game, and the 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 Rams easily could have you know could have won that game, uh, easily could have won that game. So I, I don't know. I I don't think the Ravens are like this awesome, unbelievable. You don't want to face them again. No, I uh, bring them on again. I'd love another shot. Flav says, I actually think Brock could elevate a team with Shanahan and a great O-line. Kyle will be able to get people open, and Brock's anticipation can get the ball there. He needs time and or a run game, though. Yeah. I mean, that's what the the Niners, this is, you know, nobody wants to hear this because we're all geared for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, this is the year. This is the year. This is the year. And I still very much believe it is. But if you really want to look at this objectively, the Niners have their guy in Brock Purdy, it's time to build the fortress around him. It's time to invest three of your first five picks in O-linemen that are going to be in charge of blocking for that guy for the next decade. Uh, it's time to make that investment. It's actually beyond time. Rocco296 drops the deuce. Thank, Thank you, you, Rocco. Andy707, Andy with two Y, 707. Spencer Burford is not it. Oh, man, at right tackle, he really is not it. But Spencer, I like Spencer. He's got some talent, but there's more development needed there. And you're that's right. Fun. I mean, that's a man playing out of position. Yeah. Hadn't played right tackle since UTSA and uh, showed. It absolutely showed. Eric Red says it's unreal how during the good times is Brock Purdy is a mediocre quarterback surrounded by talent. During nights like last night, it's just Brock Purdy. <laughs> right. I mean, there's something, there is something to say that for, you know, a, a, a guy who cannot do it on his own is now solely responsible for the loss of the Niners. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, man. Flav, empty in the clip. Agreed. Darnold sack was terrible. This wasn't Purdy coming in in the first quarter for, uh, for coming in down 21, biggest game of the year in week 16 with no Trent. I thought he did well overall. No, Flav, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Darnold, Darnold uh, came fire off the bench and he made a number of nice throws. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And Niner, Niner, bang. Larry, did you hear Steve Young's interview on Lamar? No. 
No. Damn. Did you, Damon? No. I have no idea what he might have said about I I I didn't I didn't I'd love it. to hear it because I, I respect I Steve it. immensely. Um and I talk and I, I've traded some texts with Steve and we're gonna have him on the channel here in a few weeks. So I'm just picking the right time and you're gonna you're gonna keep them all to yourself or is he gonna join us for a wake up? I don't know if Steve can Steve get up this early. Steve can we'll do see. anything. He's a Hall of Famer. Larry. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. All right, that does it for us. Um, oh wait, 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 wait. Did I? Come more, just come flying in. Look at this. You, you know, you want to go, but they drag you back in. Cryptic one twenty twenty three Niners need need to learn how to come from behind and get these wins. You cannot cakewalk through the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Nothing is certain. The NFC can get us any given Sunday. Also, NFC North, AFC North owns us. Have this year. Here's one question that we haven't broached, but it, I, th I would like to throw it to Damon right here before we jet. Is it possible that the AFC is better overall than the NFC? I mean, look at the way the Niners, look at the way the Niner Bengal game went. Look at the Niners and the Browns. Look at the Niners and the Ravens. Look at some of the teams. That, if you're only using the Niners in which to make that measurement, yes, the AFC is better. I would have to see the conferences, you know, records against each other overall. But I have thought that the, opponents or something. the AFC definitely has the better grouping of individual quarterbacks. And that AFC North is usually among the most disrespected not really taken seriously conferences in football until you realize like, Oh, there's, you know, that they're, they're pretty good across the board. I mean, eat the Steelers are no just pushover. Here's a, here's another one, Damon. You had your just the facts. Yeah. Lamar's record against the NFC. You know what it is? It's like 20 and he's got one loss ever 20 and one or something like 20 and one, Yeah, 20 and one against the NFC. It's amazing, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that look, cheers to Lamar and John Harbaugh. That's really impressive. Very impressive. It's really impressive. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten thoughts on injuries. Well, I'm worried about the um, groin from Trent and the turf toe for, for uh, Banks. Turf toe for Banks is, to me, I guess, my biggest concern. Um, Groins linger. Groins, that's a lingering injury. That could that yeah. that could that's go both are. They both are. Step one lean. Uh, so yeah, that's and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Larry, if 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 Trent's not playing, that's it. That's it. An offensive line that's got a question mark on it cannot lose its best offensive lineman, and the questions get easier to answer. So he this is key. It's yeah. key. And now they may have to win the next two games. To, to get that one seed without Trent. And then Jalen Moore also went down. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see on the injuries. But, I, you know, the I asked Banks about the turf toe at his locker uh, about two weeks ago, and he's like, hey, he was bad early, but it's better. But then last night he looked like he was in a ton of pain. Uh, so, I don't know. He's a tough guy, and he was on the ground for a while. So we're going to have to see how that turf toe bounces back. Turf toe is the most unpredictable of injuries. You, it could be gone and you can get it going in, you know, 10 days or, you know, a week, or it could last and end your career. I mean, it's just, a, it's a, it's a terrible thing. Obviously we're hoping for the best there. Um, and Keith Murphy says, um, 
The Rams played Baltimore way wow. more tough. They, they did. I mean, yeah, they, they did. They, they, they didn't. Did. They didn't play a mistake-filled, ugly football game. In Baltimore, too. On the road. Yeah, they nearly won it on the road, and they th their defense didn't even get beat. It was a special teams play that was the walk-off score for the Ravens. And again, the Ravens are maybe the best special teams team in football. They got great returns last night. They had really good field position all night long. Uh, their kicking game, I mean, it, Justin Tucker puts every kickoff into the second row, and he puts every single field goal through the uprights. He's spectacular. So, um, hey, one one last mention here before we jet for the door. Um, thanks to Pig and a Pickle who have done an incredible job sponsoring my channel. Uh, Damon and Mary, the owners of Pig and a Pickle, check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out. Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Kevin and I walked through the parking lot to get to uh, the Hilton uh, for the pregame yesterday. And, uh, you know, people coming up to me, pig in a pickle. Pig in a pickle. It's like, dude, do you know my name? My name's not pig in a pickle. Excuse hey, me. Might as well be. Might as well be. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I know, you know, it's like I could drop a few LBs, but I mean, pig in a pickle. That's all I get. Uh, but no, thanks to them. Thanks to uh, New York style Italian sausage. It was one of my original sponsors. The only kind of Italian sausage I eat is New York-style Italian sausage. In fact, I made my famous um, stuffed mushrooms with the New York-style Italian sausage. Yeah. They were a big hit on Christmas Eve. And thanks to Marin Autoglass, my man Saeed, who's been a sponsor of the show. He's a great guy. Uh, Saeed, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody at Marin Autoglass. Thank you. And then, of course, uh, Mojo Fantasy and Underdog Fantasy. Um, check that link in the description. Use that promo code Krug, K R U E G, and they'll match you up to your first one hundred dollars. And Damon, go ahead before we jet jet here. Shout out Ike and your sponsors and yeah, and all the always, good people. Always want to give crazy love to Ike, who is uh, my primary sponsor as well and has been since we launched the channel. Go get yourself a delicious sandwich at Ike's. You're probably tired of cooking and making leftover sandwiches. Let Ike make the next sandwich you eat this week. You can have it ordered. Download the app. Start eating your way to free sandwiches. Thanks to Uncle Boys, one of the best burgers in the inner rich. Thank you to them. Thank you to uh, mybookie.ag. Thank you to Dr. Paul Hughes, who sponsors Post Game and Damon. If you've got knee problems, joint pain, go to orthopedicsurgeries.com to learn ways you can avoid your own orthopedic surgery. And thank you, every single person who got up uh, and woke up with Larry and I today. Thank you for being here for weeks for some of you. Some of you are in here for the very first time. Hopefully you hit that like button. You've clicked subscribe. Larry and I both offering memberships. If you want to support some independent journalism and this growing couple of channels over here, um, the year is wrapped up really, really strong for the both of us. And we thank you for responding to the work that we're doing. It means an awful lot to the both of us. Thank you. And, you know, again, the holidays are on through the New Year's, so I'm still going to continue with a happy holidays. Christmas Eve went well. Christmas morning went well. Jack has bike. Jack's got a new bike. Got a bike. Uh, Jack's got a bike, and he's taking laps around the house on the hardwood. Yeah, the training wheels are going to be coming off soon enough. We always use that phrase, you got to take the training wheels off. We're literally going to have to do that at some point with my kid here. Um, That's a great moment, by the way. My youngest kid had this phobia about riding the bike. And I told him, I said, hey, man, you can do it. You can do it. 
and he like he fell one time and it kind of scarred him for a few months. Yeah. And then um, we took him out to a field and he started riding. I'm like, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. You just keep going. You just need a, a wide path, you know, a wide, you know, area. So we went to like a basketball court. We had tons of room and I filmed it and I've got his first uh, non-training wheel uh, video from way back. It's one of my favorite videos. Nice. We, we saved Dusty Gold, by the, says, by the way, says, where's Pasquale? You ask for Pasquale, you get Pasquale. Hey, with the Sunday dinner. I mean, <laughs> we did grow up with the Sunday dinner. Hey, thanks to everyone for all your support, for subscribing, for liking, for notifying. It means an awful lot. And, and Larry, as is tradition here, I, I just want to wrap up by really complimenting what is a a beautiful neon sign behind you. I, I didn't yeah, go to go to a wide shot. Show everybody the new neon sign. Now you look- <laughs> you're, you're always saying go to the wide shot. You and your ACLs. I told Tate. I told everybody. I told Tom. And I, I said, pick one. Pick one. You know, let's take some phone calls. Pick one, Tom. You pick one. And then I'm thinking, you know what? Chad's going to bring up the light. And he's going to bring up the new studio. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were. Did you like my Ralph? It was incredible as always. Someone wants the Bane Void. Can I show you what was my best Christmas present to myself? Yes, please do. Because I do Sports Bane where I turn into like Evil Damon. All my evil takes come from Sports Bane. Larry, it is the Gothamites. Oh, my God. Let me tell you right now that it was a bad night for the 49ers. It did not go well for the team that you root for. What did that cost you? It was only like 20 bucks. What do you do with it? I, I wear it when I do sports bane. It's ridiculous. There's nothing about being on YouTube that makes any, any sense for me, Larry, but here we are. We are Merry- doing weird things. <laughs> Merry Christmas to everybody. Have a great one. Thanks. Merry Christmas. To- <laughs> Thanks to Trent. Trent Balky is one of my favorites. You know, I think everybody should have a great, a great holiday. Lowry, Damon, uh, all the good Niner fans. You know what? Last night was a rough one. It was like we blew out our ACL together. But we got two more games and the playoffs and the Super Bowl's still there for us. I'll tell you that right now, man. We got two more games and one more ACL. We can we can tear another ACL to win this thing. Yeah, Trent, come on. We got a great chat at the Super Bowl. We got Brock Purdy. We got CMC. We got Kittle. We got Ayuk. We got Devo. And best of all, we got Wake Up with David and Larry. <laughs>